Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, and welcome to the secrets women keep. I am your host and confidant, Lauren White, and today we are talking all about sharing and oversharing. To share or not to share, that is the question. And as someone who has heard a lot of women's most personal, private, secret, vulnerable shares over the years, I want to help you today to get really clear on what is a share, what is an overshare, and some really important questions that you can ask yourself when you're sitting face-to-face with someone or when you're chatting with someone and you're in, you're on that precipice of deciding how far should I go? How much more should I say? We're going to strip it all back, make it really clear for you so that you feel more empowered and more in control as to what it is that you express and how you express yourself. Yes. First of all, let's talk about the difference between sharing and oversharing. These are some thoughts that I had when I sat down to prepare for today. So this isn't, these aren't hard and fast rules, but these are simply some parameters that you may want to explore when it comes to sharing and oversharing. With sharing, it feels necessary. Like it feels important to share. It feels healthy. It feels natural. It feels like you're releasing something. Sharing is well-timed. It's context appropriate. When you are sharing from a place of health, you are choosing to move your information from the secret realm into the private or public realm. You're making a conscious choice, almost like you're taking a manila folder of your information and you're taking it from from a drawer and you're putting it into you're putting it onto a table for more people to see or one person to see when you share with health trust is a component it doesn't have to be deep unwavering for the rest of our lives trust but there's a sense of i can trust you with this information i can trust where it goes or doesn't go just sit with some of that, re-listen to this episode if you need to and take some notes. That's my take on sharing. It's so human. It's so beautiful. It's so liberating. It's so expansive. Now we're just going to shift it into the realm of oversharing, okay, and what constitutes that. And you may have your own uh, own things to add here, your own experiences, but this is what I've come up with. When we overshare, we have a feeling of regret. There's some sort of negative feeling that follows it, some sort of, ooh, like resistance held back. I wish I could take that back. 
when we overshare, we're not in full control of our faculties. We're not, we're disinhibited in some way, either because of a substance or the environment or the context or like it happens on retreats, for example, like it's day five of the retreat and you've really um, let your guard down and then you share. But sometimes that sharing can be an overshare that if you weren't in that context, uh, you wouldn't share in that way or you wouldn't share in front of those people. So it can be environmental. The environment can influence how much you share. The key there is if you walk away from that sharing, whether it be within a second of saying it or sometimes even a week, months later and gone, oh, I wish I didn't reveal that information, then that can feel, that can shift your experience into the oversharing, um, oversharing category. Oversharing can You can also feel pressured or under duress or even coerced to reveal information. That's not you electing or choosing to share. It's like someone is there or people are there pushing it out of you. And again, that can happen in the personal growth world. It's like, go over your edge, like go there. And it's like, maybe you don't want to go there. And so you overshare and you don't feel like you're in full control of how you reveal and who you reveal in front of. And the last thing that came through when I felt into oversharing was you feel distress that you can't control where your information goes. It's just, it all felt premature. It felt like it was pushed out of you, whether it was a drug that or alcohol that allowed all of that to spill out. You just, you just don't feel at ease about your information being out there with one person or a hundred people or more. So really, really feel into the dif- the difference between those two. The asterisk I want to add to oversharing is it's not always a bad thing. Like it can evolve. It could be that you wake up the next day and you feel distressed about where your information goes, but it turns out that you revealing that inf- information forges a deeper connection that you couldn't have anticipated with someone. Like just remaining open to the possibility that not everything is all bad or all good or everything should only stay in sharing, but that there's the possibility for something that you initially regret, allowing something deeper to come through, allowing something really special or magical to come through, that it's not just all bad. Yeah. Deeper connections, deep, deep, deep. So the questions that my clients ask me as they come out of a holding state. Um, so my clients, they can fall into two camps. I have some clients that historically have not revealed very much at all, have not shared or overshared enough, in my opinion, and they're just holding everything in. They are coming to me to learn how to share, to learn how to be vulnerable, to not feel like they have to wear a mask, the mask of fine, the mask of perfection, the mask of independence. I've got it all together. I can do it on, on my own. They're, they're unlearning all of that so that they can have a deeper and richer experience of life and forge stronger connections with their friends and with their partners and the other people, their clients and who's in their life. 
So when I have those clients, I'm effectively teaching them how it is that they can reveal and reminding them again and again and again that they have a safe place to reveal, which in this discussion is me. They're learning to reveal to a safe person, to a non-judgmental person, to a source where they know that the information isn't going anywhere. So they learn that so they can start to like flex their muscle of intuition so that they can move out there in the world and feel like they can they've they've gotten over that resistance to say anything and they just keep the attention on other people and they people please and all of that. They can start to really feel at ease about sharing to the right people at the right time in the right context. Some other clients I have though have overshared a lot. They've overshared because they want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to be understood, they want to they want to bond with people they want to fit in. Please note fitting in is not the goal, belonging is the goal. <laughs> fitting in means you have to contort. Um, belonging means that you just naturally assimilate. So they've done a lot of, I need to fit in. I need this person to approve of me. So they've done the oversharing in order to forge connections. And it's come from a really wonderful place. It's come from the most wholehearted centered place. The issue is that it's cost them to a degree. It's cost them in that they don't feel like they have been able to con- to control where that information goes and they're learning through working with me that they're, they are worthy of having people in their life that are worthy of hearing that information and not, that not just everyone is privy to that. So really the work together really helps us tap into being selective and discerning really powerful, really powerful words, selective and discerning. So one of my clients said to me, sharing in the right way helps people understand me. I'm sometimes tempted to overshare. I'm still learning when it's appropriate to benefit me and when it benefits them. Not who I want to share with, but who deserves that. And it's not something that's going to be used against me. It's definitely quality over quantity. Really hold that piece in your mind around sharing. That was what one of my clients said at the end of her process. And and what she was experiencing at the start was very different. It was very much like, here's me, here I am. I'm and and that was that was coming from a really good-hearted place but it wasn't allowing anyone to really see her and to really for her to really harness quality connections in her life. So no matter your particular concern, whether you're really, really resistant to sharing in the first place and don't like being vulnerable, or you've shared a lot and you just don't know how to become selective and discerning, I've got you covered in today's episode. Before I share the vital questions I want you to ask yourself when it comes to revealing, I'm going to preface all of that by saying sharing your story is vital. Oh my God, it is 100% necessary. It liberates you, it liberates other people, and allows you to keep up momentum in your life to have the fullest, richest experience. Okay? 
I stand by that. You need to share your story. You need to be seen. You need to reveal. And you need to do it over and over and over again. You need to express yourself over and over and over again. So when I work with a woman, what we're looking for is getting accustomed to sharing, revealing, and expressing on an ongoing basis, not just holding everything all in for weeks at a time and then having one drunken outpouring. We we want the balance of little, almost like little micro revealings, little micro shares, because it it makes it far easier to move through life. You're not in that state of like feeling really tight and feeling like you've got the world on your shoulders. You just release, 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 release. And as one of my clients put it, then you can get the relief. You release to get the relief. That's the benefit of it is you're not walking around with this heaviness and this apathy and this tiredness Like your life can be so much more turned on and sharing your story is a vital ingredient to having a turned on life and revealing again and again and again. So let's strip it back so that you're really clear on when to share and when not to share. So I am going to invite you to ask yourself some really important questions and you're probably going to want to write these ones down. Before you share, I want you to ask yourself, if I share this thing, whose benefit is it for? If I share this thing, whose benefit is it for? Is it solely for your benefit? Is it solely for the other person's benefit? Is it mutually beneficial that you share this thing? If it's not a therapeutic relationship, we're going for mutually beneficial, if possible. What that means is that you are sharing in a way where you get to release and reveal and be seen by someone and they get to learn more about you. They get the privilege of learning more about you. So you need to check in with your intuition in the moment if the person or people sitting in front of you feel, if you feel like it's going to be mutually beneficial that you reveal. If it's a therapeutic relationship, you don't have to ask this because the focus is all on you. It should should be completely beneficial for you to reveal. You don't have to concern yourself with, is it mutually beneficial? Is it for their benefit? You don't have to worry about that. The therapist will ask you the questions that will allow you to go deeper in your process. But when it comes to ordinary, everyday human interactions, be selective about who it is that you share to and who's going to benefit from hearing that information. If it's mutually beneficial, wonderful. Um, If it's only for your benefit, then the question that you need to ask yourself is, can this person hold my story? Can they hold this information? Are they equipped? Have I seen or experienced in the past that they can hold this level of information? And if they can, great. The benefit can only be for you. If they can't, I am concerned for your well-being, that you will feel like your share moves into the overshare and you'll have regret about it. 
So be really selective about who and whether you've had a taste test of how well they can hold information. If there's someone that gossips, then they are not someone who can hold your information. That's a really clear indicator. If they speak about other people a certain way, they're going to speak about you a certain way. So really pick up on all the cues as to whether they're a safe person to begin with. The next question I want you to ask yourself is, am I in full control of my faculties right now? Faculties is the the very professional term for like, am I in full control of my head and my behavior and my decision-making process right now? Like, So are you in control of yourself? When you drink, when you take a drug, it causes some form of disinhibition within your nervous system. And that has you can have you feeling like you're you know, you've got no anxiety, your your defenses are low, you don't need your armor up, so you start talking, and the more you talk, the more they talk, and then the more you drink, and the more disinhibited you get. And it can be it can create a bonding experience, like I said before. But if you're not in full control or not even in 80% control, you can overshare and have that regret because you just, yeah, I know it. (laughs) I'll put it out there. I know that one (laughs) and I know it well. And it's, yeah, it's safe to do that if it's with someone that you've already vetted. Um, If it's a newer person in your life, then there's more variables that can happen from the sharing. You might not be able to control that. So check in whether you're in full control. And that's the hard thing about drinking and drugs is that you're probably not checking in that you're in full control. But if you've done it before, pledge to yourself that you won't do it again. It's not that it's not saying don't drink or don't take drugs, but if you've had that really negative experience or multiple experiences, It's an indicator that you need to be more in control when you do choose to have something so that you can be more selective about what you reveal. The next question I want you to ask yourself is, if someone has just shared to me deeply and I've held that space for them, will my share add to the conversation or will it feel like it's taking needed attention away from the person? So just say, um, and this is another one, it's tricky territory. It's uh, You sometimes don't know until something's been said, so you're not always, you can't always predict. Um, this one is about, does the, fo- like, are they in such a state with their story that they just need all the focus on them? Say that they've been through a really challenging decision. And like a lot of, um, they've been through a challenging decision. Say they've needed, they've decided to terminate a pregnancy. Say that, say that they've had a pregnancy loss, something like that. Something that's got a lot of charge around it, usually. Um, then is not always the right time for you to share your story about your termination of pregnancy or your pregnancy loss. We need to be really careful about those kind of moments in life where it's not to say that your story isn't important, but that the timing of your story might not be 
might not be most helpful to the person who's going through the experience right this minute. It definitely can be. It can be very liberating to say me too. Yes, me too. Sometimes that moment isn't the right moment, but you don't use your gut around that one. That one's a tricky one. It's, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of uh, benefit in just keeping the focus on them. Uh, Sometimes when we say, oh, yes, me too, they can feel like, oh, I've just been ripped out of my experience and now I need to hold the space for them and put the focus on them and put the attention on them. So tread lightly with that one. Look back at your experiences. Have you had Mm, have you had an experience where that's happened? Like where you've revealed and someone's just started telling their story and you're like, oh, where's my story gone? Or I really needed someone to hold me right now, but they can't hold me because they're all up in their story. Just, it's not a good feeling when you're the one revealing. Yeah. So, but other times it can be like, oh, thank God they told that to me because now I don't feel so alone. So tread carefully around that one and know that if you feel your story will be beneficial, that there could well be a more suitable time and place in future if that is meant to be revealed. Another question I want you to ask yourself is, do I feel like I'm forcing the timing? Am I in a sharing tete-a-tete with this other person, like a boxing match? They're saying all these things, so I think I should say all these things now. Like now's the time, now's the time. If you feel like you're forcing the share, it's probably means that the timing's not right. You're not, and granted, you might not ever feel 100% comfortable, but if you feel like there's a force behind it, it's probably not the right timing. So really pay attention if you feel like there's a push there and honor that. I also want you to delve deep into this one. Do I feel like I can control where my information goes? Mm. do you feel like your information will just stay with that person? Do you feel really assured of that? It's not always about the person that you tell the information to or you tell your story to. It's about if it gets beyond them, if it goes beyond them, that's more of the concern. That person might be safe, but should they be in a moment of revealing where does that information go? We've all been somewhere at a party or a dinner party or, and you're hearing things about people and it's like, how, how do I not like now this, now I know this about this person and I don't know, I'm not a hundred percent sure that they'd be happy if I knew that about them. If they came up and told me for themselves, it's a completely different story. But me hearing it through a third party is them. It's not them controlling where the information goes. So, um, Yeah, there are things, something that I've been doing, playing with more recently is, would I put this on the podcast (laughs) like that? And I know that not everyone's in that position, but it's kind of like, would I be happy? And you don't have to have a podcast, but like, would I be happy for people to know this about me? Would it help them understand me better if this was a public announcement? If I'm not happy, if I don't think I'd talk about it on the podcast, then I get really selective and discerning about who I share it to so that it's in a, it's in a vault with certain people. So I hope that helps. That's, that's part of my decision making process. Like, would I, would I be happy for this to be a public broadcast? 
if your information got to the most unideal person you can imagine, it's like, oh my gosh, if this information got to this person, how would you feel? Because that's a very real possibility and it can happen in the most roundabout way that something that you say is gets to the last possible person that you want to know that information. So that's kind of like a branch off the, do I feel like I can control where my information goes? Like, how would you feel? Would it be liberating in some ways? Because now they finally know and you didn't have to tell them. That can be an unexpected side side effect of oversharing is now you don't have to go up to people and tell them, they just already know. They already know that thing about you. Whew, relief. You didn't even have to face them over it. (laughs) Now they know. Or would you be absolutely devastated? Would it be a risk to your reputation? Would it endanger your safety? Would it uh, impair your ability to work or receive money? Or it just, it begs the bigger questions. Lastly, I want you to ask yourself, is this the safest place at this point in time to share my story and experience? Is this the safest place at this point in time to share my story and experience? If you get a resounding wholehearted yes from that, excellent, complete alignment. You have tapped into one of the very magical experiences of being human, which is sharing your story with the right person at the right time in the right place in the right space. Magic. Absolute magic. If it doesn't feel safe, if you've got, if your body is responding in a way where you feel unsafe, like I get electricity running up my body and I feel really jittery and like the seat can't hold me and sometimes I want to do a nervous poo kind of thing. <laughs> like, if you're not feeling that sense of safety, then you're getting warning signals from your body that it might not be 100% aligned right now. doesn't mean it won't be aligned at some point in time, but pay attention to the signs, pay attention to the really strong resistance, pay attention to you not completely trusting that person. Pay attention, like don't ignore baby red flags that this isn't 100% right for you to say this thing at this point in time. Yeah, really, really tune in because you know, trust yourself, you know. Sharing and even oversharing is so necessary for us as humans to get release, to get us to relief. It's why I do what I do. I want you to know you don't have to hold on to anything and everything on your own anymore. It's unnecessary. So if you're a woman who's in need of a safe, guaranteed space to reveal and share without any of the worry of where will this go or how will I be judged, complete an application form to work with me one-to-one and within a week you'll be receiving all of the support you need to become completely illuminated and totally turned on for your very own private, secret and public life. (music) 